Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host Maggie. And it's me, Steven. So this morning I was having like a little bit of a crisis because today is Zane's birthday. Happy birthday, Zane. Huzzah. Um, He's 30 years old. And uh, yeah, 30. How old am I? <laughs> Not 30. Does I'm ill though. That makes me so <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach because when I started like getting really into One Direction, he was um 18, 19. And now he's 30. Yeah. And I was There's like 12. There's so many people turning 30 this year. Uh, there was like a list that was released like right on New Year's. I was like all the like former child stars turning 30 this year. I was like, oh, "Can you stop?" Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm having such a crisis, and my birthday is, like, in a month. I just... Getting old is so scary. You're not wrong. It's so scary getting old. (laughs) Okay, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as quoted by my dear friend, Ella. (laughs) I just... I don't know. It's been been a tough morning for me. (laughs) coming to grips that this person that's that i've that i feel like i've known is now 30 yeah and i'm 23 yikes <laughs> yeah it's hard guys it's really hard out here yeah okay let's get into it before i start crying well i may cry about this next one yeah um you know what maybe Sean Mendez is also having a crisis because this man shaved his goddamn head. And when people say that men are their hair, this is a prime example. Because now this man is, like, ugly. Sorry. Yeah, five. A five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> he went from, he went from, honestly, a ten, to be yeah. honest, yeah. to a five. Very easily. All because he buzzed off some hair. Oh, and this yes. man has such a severe widow's peak. I was just going to say, with his prominent ass widow's peak, where did that Who come knew? from? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just... Yeah, it's a travesty. His hair, I, I didn't think it completely made him, but it did, apparently. No, it did. It definitely did. I mean, you know what? He is still a five. Like, he does still have some attributes, but... <laughs> I cannot believe that just shaving his head brought him down to brought him down half a rating or a, a five points in a rating on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, he just looks like the most average, boring person you would find on the street. Truly, truly. And he just had like just like such like rich luscious curls they were always like styled perfectly look slightly wet (laughs) yes and like in pictures from like i don't know that like the paparazzi would take where he would be like coming back from the gym and it was like in a headband oh (laughs) yeah baby and now what do we got we got sweaty bald head (laughs) oh my god now what do we got we got sweaty bald head with a severe widow's peak. That's what we got. Sean Mendez. Like, do not let Camilla, Camilla, sorry, Camila win <laughs> the breakup. Oh, God. 
She's winning right now, though. She it's is. so sad to say. She was dating some rich man who founded like some app. Um, Isn't he she dating was on like the Voice? A... He's dating like a six-year-old woman. Oh my god, dude! Why? Why? And then she had his head. <laughs> she probably told him to do it. She probably did. You know what? We're blaming her. We're gonna villainize yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know her name. I don't know anything about her. Literally, don't know what she looks like. If this is even confirmed, but I'm gonna blame her because I need someone to blame. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just like when I saw when you showed me those pictures actually because I had not seen them all day, and when you showed me those pictures, I I was aghast. <laughs> yeah it's like like something inside of me died you don't know what you've got till it's gone i guess uh truly truly and yeah this is a psa to all men everywhere unless you were like actually balding and like you know because some men it's like yeah like you should just shave it off you'd probably look so much better yes but if you have thick nice a nice head of hair don't fucking shave it no 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 okay anyways <laughs> let's move on to the uh to the golden globes who knew they were on this week had no idea but <laughs> it did seem like a pretty good show didn't watch it just saw like some clips and stuff we had abbott elementary taking home a bunch of awards including quinta brunson for best lead actress Oh, forgive me. I don't know his name for best supporting actor. It's um Tyler James Williams, I think. Williams James, something like that. We'll go with that. Yeah, the guy from Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> and the entire cast, I think, took home an award for best comedy ensemble. Or best comedy show, whatever. I don't know the exact names of all the awards, but yeah. they won the big one. So that was super exciting. I'm glad people are taking notice of Abbott Elementary because it is truly the best show on cable network right now. I just cannot believe that he won his award. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. So it was in a musical comedy or drama. So basically he was against anyone in any category for supporting actor and he won. Tyler James Williams. Why like, do they why do whoa. they group in so many different genres? Um, I think it's because it's a movie and a TV show, so like they don't want to make it last all night. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like, I mean, that's the fair. lead actors are separate, but the mm -hmm. supporting actors are all grouped together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. She won a, a star. Golden Globe. Yeah. Stunning icon, legend. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she! I saw um a like a little clip of her doing because you know like after like after the show was over the the winners like do some press afterwards and she was dancing to promiscuous by nelly and i was like oh my god that was funny <laughs> i just was like you know what this woman just like truly doesn't give a fuck she has right. played like so many iconic characters over the years and i'm just like glad that she's finally getting her flowers and she just looks like she, I mean, she obviously cares, but she just, she just seems like such a carefree person. Like she's going to show up and show out and go home and probably like eat a bag of Doritos on the couch at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
she is so real. She just says whatever's on her mind, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie um winners i feel like i cared about less because like i don't know i haven't seen a lot of the movies awesome but like how the fuck did awesome butler win a golden globe because everybody loves elvis they everyone loves that movie i still to this day have not seen it i'm just like not super interested my mom has seen it and she's like a huge elvis fan she's like it was terrible i turned it off after like a half hour (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, that movie just looks god awful to me. I've seen clips from it. Austin Butler has just been annoying me with his method acting and his whole Oscars campaign. He's just yeah. like, Elvis is a part of my DNA, baby. I just can't <laughs> yeah. stop talking like this. Can you shut the fuck up? Like, okay, I understand you literally had to become Elvis and it was over the course of three years. I I get it. So like yeah, it's going to be, like, hard to shake if that's how you acted every single day for three years. But now it's, like, it's, can, can we get, like, a little hypnosis going on? Like, one, two, th- when, when you, when I stamp my fingers, you'll open your eyes and you'll be Austin Butler again. Like, can we do something like that? That's just, like, to me, that's a sign of a bad actor. That method acting stuff is just bullshit. If you can't knock it off, like, yes. do it when you're on set, whatever. But when you're going home, living your normal life, it's bullshit. You're not a good actor. A good actor should be able to show up, show out, come home, live their normal life. Mm-hmm. Like, I you agree. don't see fucking Meryl Streep doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, and Meryl Streep has played plenty of roles that were both, like, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually taxing. And um, I can, like, still differentiate her apart from, like, you know, her role in, like, Devil Wears Prada or something, <laughs> like... Exactly. It's just, like, you're doing the most, so I think that's why I'm just, like, ugh, can we just not let him win an Oscar? <laughs> I'm rooting for Colin Farrell. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's it's looking it's looking bright for Austin Butler, but it's looking kind of bleak for us. <laughs> right. Um, And then I did the... I don't know how to pronounce this, but K-Y... Quan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. He won Best Supporting Actor. And then Michelle Yao won Best yeah. Actress. Love um, it. And she deserved. Oh my God, I was obsessed with that movie. And then I was shocked that um Angela Bassett won Best Supporting Role for Black Panther. Oh yeah. A lot of people were kind of shocked by that. But I mean, like, it's Angela Bassett. Like um she I mean, she killed that movie. She, like, her character, she gave me chills, like, anytime she spoke, so. Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, ro- like acting from superhero movies never gets really nominated. Besides, That's like, true. the Joker. And yeah, but, like, that was different. That was, like, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. What else? Um, Ryan Murphy won the Carol Burnett Award. And, okay, so me and Steven were kind of, like, debriefing, or, like, not debriefing, like, unpacking this a little before we started recording. And we were, like, how, like, like, why Ryan Murphy? Like, the Carol Burnett Award, like, this is for icons only. But, like, Ryan Murphy has, like, truly done a lot for the industry, like, as far as lgbtq plus characters go like mj rodriguez won a golden globe last year 
And that never would have happened if he didn't create the show Pose and, like, put these characters in the forefront. Which, by the way, I'm glad that he used this moment to give MJ Rodriguez her moment to, like, to have, you know, for it to be, like, televised. Because last year, if you guys remember, the Golden Globes was not televised. There was, like, some, there was, like, controversy. Oh, there was, like, a, like, ah, this is too whitewashed controversy kind of a thing. And then they were, like, well, guess what? We're not airing it. And everyone was, like, well, we don't care anyways. And she ended up winning the award for best lead actress in a drama. But, like, you know, the public wasn't able to see it. So this year he was, like, well, let's, let's everyone give her a standing ovation. Like, everyone can see you now. Accept this award. And, like, he literally let her be seen in that moment. And just, like, through the show, like you said, like, it, it's just, it was weird to me. I'm, like, the Carol Burnett Award, like, for, like, an icon in the entertainment industry. But, yeah, like, the more I think about it, like, Billy Porter wouldn't have been nominated for an award. Like, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, MJ Rodriguez wouldn't have won this award. Like, if he wasn't casting trans people, queer mm-hmm. people of color in these roles... Like, they wouldn't be in the spotlight. They wouldn't be winning. And I mean, like, even from, like, the start of Glee, like, putting LGBTQ characters in, like, like a um, a mainstream TV show. Like, yeah, we had representation up before then, but, like, he's still, like, he's been doing it his entire career, you know? Right. It's not just, like, he's doing it now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always been fighting for it. So, yeah, no matter what you say... He's he's done a lot and cool. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Ryan Murphy like definitely has some misses. Like American yeah. Horror Story should be canceled. It should have been canceled like six seasons ago. But you know, we keep keep on keeping on with that. I guess. And yeah, um... I, don't, I don't even watch that anymore. But I am a sucker for a Ryan Murphy show. Um, I watch like yeah. all of them. I mean, I've only seen Pose, to be honest. So, but that's all um, I need to see. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I just like, I really like his humor. Um, American Crime Story. I saw the Gianni Versace season, which was really good. Um, The Jeffrey Dahmer show, that one, like Evan Peters won Best Actor in a miniseries. Yeah. Um, so people are not happy about that, obviously. Okay. I just, I, I don't know what more to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into that. But yeah, Evan Peters now has a Golden Globe. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I think he also has an Emmy, if I'm not mistaken, too, for an HBO TV show. But I'm not positive. I think you might be right. But that is just wild to me that Evan Peters has a Golden Globe and possibly an Emmy. I don't know. It just doesn't feel real. Why? He's a good actor. He's been in a lot of things that are, like, credible. I know. You're. I know. (laughs) It's just, like, it's just Evan Peters. I don't know. I just, like, still see him as, like, his character from, like, his first season of American Horror Story. Even though he's done literally so much since then. Well, he's all grown up, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Um... Rihanna showed up late <laughs> and was called out for it. Uh, she looks stunning though, so who cares? Um, uh, you know who else looked beautiful? Kaylee Cuoco. Yes, yeah. I thought she looked 
so great. Her, the dress was, she just looked like she had like that pregnancy glow. The dress was a great color. She's a brunette now. And she just looked like, I don't know, just like she was so like ethereal looking. Yeah, she looked very pretty. She just had a huge like baby shower celebration thing. I don't know. I saw it on the news. <laughs> there was like there were like all these drones that were lighting up the sky, and they spelled out like "baby boy," whatever the name is. Oh, well, congratulations! There's a lot of celebrities there. Oh, I the news is on at, at work, shower. so <laughs> I was like <laughs> casually watching it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else happened yeah. at the Golden Globes. I mean, I. <laughs> Me and Maggie didn't watch it. We just no. uh, watched it through Twitter. Yeah, Stephen texted me at work and said, did you know the Golden Globes are on tonight? And I said, huh, who knew? And that yeah. was the end of the conversation. <laughs> I mean, what else was there to say? <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah, I wasn't like going to go home and, you know, watch it or anything. Yeah, let me go record it. Yeah, no, no. I was good on that. But, you know, overall, this seems like a pretty successful Golden Globes. Nothing controversial, nothing crazy. I feel like most people that we wanted to win anyways won. So, or, you know, got their own recognition in some kind of way, which is great. Oh, wait, Zendaya won for Best Lead Actress in a Drama. Yeah, it's so funny because I was just like, oh, cool. She already won like two Emmys for it. So I'm just like, I'm like, obviously, I'm very happy for her, but it was just like, cool <laughs> yeah great job Zendaya okay let's move on to the Coachella announcement for for this upcoming year truly guys Coachella like kind of fell off this year I gotta be real not with the headliners so much just with like literally everyone else yeah because so the headliners though are Bad Bunny Blackpink and Frank Ocean and I know that there's like that one joke going around on Twitter that's like oh does Frank Ocean even know he's headlining yes he does because and he was supposed to headline in 2020 but obviously Coachella didn't happen and he's been scheduled to headline ever since then in 2023 and I remember thinking wow that's like kind of a long time from now like how could they just solidify him as a headliner like three years in advance but here we are, guys. He's still headlining, so I'm pretty sure he knows. Pretty sure he's got down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So happy for him, but yeah, you're right. Like, duh, we already knew he was doing this. Like, yeah. Like, okay. pay attention, people. <laughs> Ugh. Whatever. Frank Ocean fans are always annoying as fuck, but um, <laughs> I like Frank Ocean. <laughs> love. <laughs> love. I actually him. love Frank Ocean, but like, I don't know. Sometimes his fans are just annoying. But, like, you're right. What? Who are the other people? Like, obviously the headliners are big. And then, like, the next name are, like, kind of big. Then the rest in the top row. Like, weird. Yeah. Like, I don't really know a lot of people that are going to be there. I mean, like, there are definitely, like, some bands and other artists. I'm like, okay, yeah, know you. Um, But, like, truly not a lot. And I, I don't know why. Yeah, like, the top row, usually I know every single artist, and I don't necessarily. Like, why is Boy Genius in the top row on the day of Blackpink? Like, I know who Boy Genius is, but, like, why are they in the top row? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. That is random. 
Like it's not. They must have new there, music like, coming out. Right? They must. I don't know. Because like even Phoebe Bridgers like herself would have been more famous than Boy Genius. Right. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Didn't even catch that. Yeah, I don't really know. Like Dominic Fike, I mean, I guess him being in the top row isn't that crazy, but I don't know. I feel like people just know him from Euphoria. <laughs> yeah. Bjork, random. Bjork is like the second headliner behind Frank Ocean. Yep. Uh, like, Charlie XCX, obviously, we know her. She her. shows up at every. <laughs> she's at every festival. She can. Get her <laughs> she hands really on, is. <laughs> which I don't blame her. You know, she likes to make a coin. Yeah, Rosalia is on the Black Pink Day. She's like the second headliner. That makes sense. And then sense. Gorillas is the Bad Bunny Day, the second headliner. Which it always it I always forget like how big Gorillas is. Yeah, same. Because it's just like in the year of twenty twenty three, people are still listening to Gorillas, but like they are like they were just that Little Caesars Arena, like they're doing arenas tours. Yeah, if so, you're doing arena tours, you're a big artist. Yeah, but it's just like it's gorillas. I don't know. I know like three of their songs, <laughs> and I and those songs came out in like 2005. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Frank Ocean being a headliner probably also means some new music around that time. This it's about true. time too, because when did Blonde come out? Like 2016. Oh, okay, yeah. It's it's about time. And then 2018 or 2019, he released like oh, two songs. Those like it two was, singles. It was that long ago? Yeah, it was before 2020. I know that much. It's like I can't this... remember what they're called. But <sighs> this is what I'm saying, guys. Like, I don't know what time is. I just <laughs> things just don't line up for me. That's fine cuz I oh. relate. Oh my god. Okay. Um anyways, I'm predicting either like an album either like the month before Coachella or the month after. I want to go more with the month after and he's going to like perform some new stuff at Coachella and get people really excited about it. Cuz people will die for Frank Ocean. This man yes. has not released any new music since 2018 like you said, and not a new album since 2016. But people are just, like, so infatuated with this person, and I get it. Okay, I did lie, though. Apparently, the, like, the, that, like, record that was, like, a two-side, like, song thing. Yeah. Um, was 2020, the beginning of 2020. Okay. that makes that more sense. That was the last thing. Um, that makes more sense But still, but still, people literally, like you said, they're, like, throwing themselves off of buildings for him, and yeah. he has, he, he literally gives us nothing. <laughs> No, not a single thing, except for headlining at Coachella. But yeah. don't get too excited because this man will never tour a day in his life. Probably not. So if you're going to go to Coachella, go to the day with Frank Ocean. Yeah. That's what I would that's do. A, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go any day at all, make sure it's Frank Ocean's day. Um, Yeah, other than that, Coachella is kind of like a this year to be honest yeah i have never interested in coachella anyway or really any music festival they kind of stress me out so i really like mopop because it's small and intimate yeah. really love mopop when i went to Lollapalooza, i only did one day and i was like one day is enough 
Yeah. I don't, unless the lineup was so unbelievably mind blowing all four days, that's when I would go. Because remember, there was one year when I was still like too young to go by myself that it was like that. And I was like, wow, cannot believe I'm missing this. That's I was like 2016 or something like that. I don't remember. But I was like, I would literally die to go to all four days of this. But when I went to the one day of Lollapalooza, I like, I. I barely drank and I felt so hungover the next day just because I was like out in the elements. I was out in the sun for like 10 hours. Yeah. Like I, I want to go in theory when I see the lineup sometimes I'm like, holy shit, that's Mm amazing. But then it's just like, I don't know. I I have a fear of like large crowds where I can't get out. (laughs) And that, that's a rational fear. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I just can't do it, I don't think. Like, I don't know. And it's, it's like, just the thought of it, like, freaks me out. So, I'd rather not put myself in that situation. Yeah. But I mean, Mopop like is different. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm making it sound, like, miserable. But, like, I mean, I had, like, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of Palooza oh. was a great experience. Loved it. Um, I just wish that there was, like, more places that weren't VIP where you had to, like, buy your way into them where I could just, like, sit in the shade for, like, a half hour and drink my water and eat my food and have a little bit of peace. <laughs> but there was, yeah. like, nowhere to do that unless you paid 80 bucks to get inside the VIP tent. That's insane. Yeah. But whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I digress. <clears throat> Let's move on to Miss Jen Shaw. From the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Steven knows diddly squat about this, so just follow my lead. I'm not going to get into everything because this is so long. There's so many layers, so many details into this whole case, but I'll just start off with the sentencing finally happened. This sentencing has gotten pushed back like three or four times. And it happened on the two-year anniversary of, of uh, the insurrection. So, happy anniversary to that. <laughs> so, Jen Shaw, well, the government recommended that she get at least 10 years in prison. And I was like, sounds reasonable. This woman is, like, the con artist of the century. She, I did not read the victim impact statements because there was a lot of them. And... I couldn't, I don't know, just like a lot to take in. But basically, these victims that she stole money from, like they cannot retire. They lost everything. Their houses went into foreclosure. They just led to like suicide attempts and just like a terrible road for these people. And most, if not all of them, were people who would who were like 65 and older and most people in the age range like don't really understand technology as well as people that are our age and so you know made them like a prime target so she went in for her sentencing and she got six and a half years in prison and then five years house arrest and i was shocked by this because if the government is recommending 10 years I would go with what the government's recommending. And that judge was not easy on her. I mean, like, as she shouldn't have been. Right. Because she was like, she's like, so (laughs) uh, she was talking to her attorney mostly. And she was like, so your client just stole all this money because she had a hunger for trinkets. Ooh, that's harsh. 
doesn't like a little trinket though you know but i get my trinkets with my hard-earned money jen shaw on the other hand bought her heart or not her hard-earned her stolen trinkets with stolen money and by the way it come come to find out none of her bags or shoes at least were even real designer brands they were all fakes so like what were you spending your money on girl I truly, I mean, well, plastic surgery. Um, Yikes, I have said, you can tell. <laughs> um, glam, vacations, renting out, like, a chalet that she lived in in the first season. Because, like, she truly has no assets. Like, she doesn't own anything. She doesn't own any cars, any houses, any real designer property i guess no jewelry really and do you know what i keep thinking about and i feel like people often overlook this because it just kind of like you know got up in the like caught up in the melee was her mother last season of salt lake city said that she emptied her retirement account and her savings account to put toward all of her legal bills, which was like around a million dollars. So she also scammed her mother because her mother has no money to fall back on now. That's horrible. Because her mother believed her so much and was like, yeah, my daughter's innocent. I mean, so, if yeah. she, your daughter's telling you she's innocent, then. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure most parents would do that for their children. But uh, yeah, now your mom's got nothing. And you have nothing. And your family has nothing to give her. So, yeah. um, Jen Shaw sucks. (laughs) She's a terrible, horrible person. I hope that her prison experience is awful. And she... (laughs) I mean, no one's prison experience is great. Besides, like, maybe Martha Stewart's. But I just hope that she lives with the guilt every day that... She took millions of dollars away from people who will never get it back and will never get on their feet again. Yeah. And there you have it. I think she's, I actually think that she is supposed to report on February 17th, which is my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I think that's what I read. Yeah. So, um, goodbye, Jen Shaw. See you in six years. Six and a half. Six and I bet, a half. I bet years. she won't even serve the full thing either. Probably not. Nobody I'm ever gonna say does. four. Nobody ever does unless you like commit murder. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be around four years. That's fine. Because I kept saying sentence to ten, she'll serve eight. So if she got a sentence to six and a half, she'll probably serve four. Yeah. I don't really know how it works. I don't really understand it, but um, I don't know. She it will just... not serve the full six and a half. No, it, it there's a lot of details into it. I can explain it to you a little bit after, but no one really cares <laughs> who's listening um, right now. Well, no, it's coming back to me though. We have talked about it before, like what she did. Oh yeah, yeah. She... Are you talking about the legal system or yes, legal oh, system? The and legal that... system. Oh yeah, I do remember though because at first I was like, I don't remember what this girl did, but now I'm remembering you like telling me about her scams and stuff. So yeah. I'm it's like, terrible. It's coming back to me. Yeah, it's her- it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But Maggie asked me, she's like, what do you know about Jen Shaw? I was like, well, she's going to jail and she looks spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she is kind of spooky. Um, 
you know what? And all that is about to droop and fade and dissolve in those six and a half years, baby. <laughs> so I wonder oh my what she's god gonna look like when she gets out. yeah because she can't <gasps> get like tuned up nope. And eventually damn Botox and fillers all dissolve. mm. yeah well Sucks, see you you know? see Sucks. you in a few years <laughs> 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 okay. Let's wrap this up with talking about Prince Harry and his new autobiography, Spare. Listen, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Prince Harry is kind of a pick me. He is absolutely a pygmy. He's kind of a pick me. And I know that so many people will not agree with me and they might get a little angry with me for saying that. Like, oh, what about all he's been through with the royal family and he saved Meghan Markle and it was his own self and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh-huh. I get that. I totally get that. He got them out of there because he didn't want history to repeat itself. And he wanted his kids to grow up in a place that wasn't toxic and for his own mental health to like, you know, flourish and to thrive by himself. Totally get it. But I just like it's too it's it's too much with so they left they left Buckingham Palace and then they did the Oprah interview, which I thought the Oprah interview was very interesting. It was really enlightening. I don't really care about the royals, so I don't really know much about them, but I feel like I learned a lot about them in the interview. So I loved that. But that, but then like so much time has passed between that interview and now, because now we have, we just had the documentary come out on Netflix and now we have the autobiography and it's like, I, I just feel like we need to move on a little bit. Maybe I'm being insensitive. I just, that's how I feel. I don't think you're being insensitive. He's making a book that he's profiting off of. It's <laughs> it's not like he's just doing an interview. Like, this man is profiting off of his experience. So, like, you're not being insensitive at all. Insensitive at all about saying that it's too much. Like, it is too much. <laughs> and it's just, like, at the end of the day, he still has so much privilege in this world. It's like boo-hoo. <laughs> Yes. It's that's why I think it's hard for me because it's like the amount of privilege he still has. Like I'm not saying he had a great experience. Like I'm sure it was not great growing up like that, but like we've already heard your story, and it's like this and this like new side of himself that he's telling. It's just like a damn
and I like no one like really cares so you're just kind of like trying to make yourself seem like more relatable now when you are the most unrelatable person on the planet probably <laughs> so right yeah it's and just like well I'm like not like other people you know like I did shrooms at Courtney Cox's house and like royals shouldn't do that who the fuck didn't do shrums at Courtney Cox's house or like that's literally any what other I said I was like how many other Hills? people did drugs at Courtney Cox's house so many like yeah like I who know the fuck cares like it's embarrassing it is and you know what I said this too before we started recording and I'll say it again I that he did an interview with Michael Strahan, which is like mostly what I'm referring to when I'm talking about this. And he in the interview he talked about the fight with William and stuff, and you know everything with the royal family. And I said it was giving Liam Payne energy, specifically when he did the podcast with Logan Paul. And that also might be a reach, and that also might make people mad at me, but that's the energy I'm getting, and that's not a good energy. No, it's not. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that Harry was sitting there knocking back whiskey meats, but I am saying that he is just kind of like telling these tales to, like you said, like prop it off of it, and that's what Liam did. I know, like, a lot more people are interested in the Royals than they are in, like, One Direction and, like, you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's, like, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't really care about the Royals and I'm, like, this is enough already. But just, like, how much more can we take? Exactly. It, it's just, like, I don't, it's just, like, he's doing these random tidbits about his life that, like, I just don't care about. And, like, at the end of the day, like, he did leave the Royal family, so it's, like, you're not gonna you're gonna cause tension you're not gonna get all the perks of the royal family if you're not in the royal family anymore right like boohoo i'm over it <laughs> i felt bad for you but you just like can we move on yeah you, you made your choice we're mm-hmm. past it what more is there to say yeah like clearly like, nothing because this book is giving else. us nothing please there's like, nothing do else to say and the thing is too is like there has been so many projects that he has announced with, like, like he was supposed to do something with Netflix, not the documentary, something with Netflix that was, like, supposed to be, like, a series about mental health and stuff. And then he was supposed to do something with, with Lady Gaga focusing on mental health. But these were announced, like, years ago, and nothing has come of it. I think him and Meghan Markle were supposed to start, like, their own production company. It's like, okay, so where's that? And that's why I don't, like, fully trust him. Not that I'm not saying he's lying about everything that happened with the royal family, because I truly believe that 100%. I just feel like he's kind of lying about, like, himself. He just, like, I think he just, he talks it up. He just exaggerates. Yeah. And it's just, like... I don't know. He just, I don't, it's not, yeah, it just doesn't feel honest, raw, heartfelt. It's just like, he's just putting things in a memoir to do it and make a book. He's like, well, why not? And I'm sick of it. Yeah. Everything I've learned about this has been against my will, too. (laughs) I have not read the book. I have not even looked up the book, except for scrolling through my feed and being like, seeing another headline about some stupid quote that he says. 
And there you have it, truly. And that's how me and Stephen feel about the Royals. <laughs> or ex Royals, oh, I guess. Uh, the ex Royals, whatever. They still feel like the Royals. Yeah, they are. We still call them Prince Harry, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, with that, let's get into our toast and our roast. Um, you can go ahead. All right. Um, listen, I was I was scrapping for content this week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so my roast goes to my survivor girlies, Sandra <laughs> and Parvati. So both of these girls have won, right? Sandra, they both have won previous seasons. And then Sandra and Parvati, they were on Heroes vs. Villains together. Both of them were on the villain side. And this was like years in the past, okay? Sandra and Parvati were in the final three. And Sandra won. And whatever. People to this day, like the gays especially, like you either are a Parvati girl or you're a Sandra girl, okay? (laughs) And they fight about it. Like this is like every other month there's a new argument about it. And now the survivor girlies are fighting because Sandra and Parvati are attacking each other on social media, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this season happened like 10 years ago. (laughs) Can we stop? I was like, it's hard for me to choose who I like better. I love them both. And it's like, can we not fight? And then this other girl's getting in on it. And I'm like, literally, the survivor community is in an uproar. And... Can we all just get along? Is the survivor community like is it that deep? Yeah, like the <laughs> especially the Reddit community. I'm not in that. Reddit um, is so scary. Yeah. So like they have like the Reddit survivor community is really crazy. And then I mean you gotta imagine that it's gotta have a big following. It's been on for 23. This is the 23rd year coming up. So you gotta imagine the following's pretty big. I mean, yeah, but I'm not saying the following isn't big. I just don't think that there was, like, any drama. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's drama. Um, It's just, like, um, I don't know. You don't see it because you don't like anything Survivor-related. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, I don't get involved in it. I don't do the Survivor accounts, obviously, because, like, I'm an adult. <laughs> but... <laughs> because I'm an adult. <laughs> But, like, I like the tweets, so they're always popping up on my timeline or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, why are the girlies fighting? Like, this just happened, too, like, this week. And this that last season came out so long ago. Like, both gay icons, both considered, in quotes, mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, damn, why are we fighting? I love them both so much. But whatever. Anyway, yeah. like I said, I was reaching for a real roast this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my toast is also kind of like old news. Um, but at the same time, we didn't get to talk about it last week because we did a predictions episode. So my toast goes to Noah Schnapp for coming out as gay. Um, and I'm just really proud of him because I can't imagine like how difficult that would be for like an 18 year old to come out after like being in the spotlight. For like mm-hmm. five six years and a lot of people like especially because so many people would call him gay on the internet and you know like make jokes about it memes about it mm-hmm. like I cannot imagine how hard it would be to come out under those circumstances 
and he made a joking TikTok about it. Um, but like I guess his family all were like, we know when they he came out as gay, and it's like that is not what you need to tell a gay person when they come out to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean that also could have like been a joke or just like an exaggeration. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I don't I I know it's just like more more not his family because like I don't really know what his dynamic is, but just like in general, like fans and stuff being like, yeah, we know, like that hurts yeah. <laughs> like yeah. obvious he knows that you knew <laughs> okay you don't need to tell him that <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like be happy for him yeah um yeah i don't know that always makes me mad but especially because he's like young so true i'm happy for him mm-hmm. isn't his character gay or like thought to be gay or something who the fuck knows because okay i don't watch the show i just like read the internet (laughs) yeah so like his character probably gay but like they haven't like actually done it like there was like in the first two seasons it was kind of like this man could be a little bit fruity and then like (laughs) they started like hinting at it more but there's he's never said like he has special feelings for anybody like he hasn't like but like the way he's obsessed with mike is like he's gay for him you know Mm. so we'll see if they finally say some shit and it's like they just do like lingering lingering glances and shit like that so i bet you they'll say it now they'll write it into the script now (laughs) yeah but i'm like it's the final season so we should have done it already but whatever (laughs) yeah so Uh, good for noah schnapp yeah love it okay my roast Goes to the chain smokers <laughs> because they were on that stupid podcast, Call Me Daddy. And is that the name? Call Me Daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Call, her daddy? Right. Is it call, call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Yeah. Okay. I was, I knew that didn't sound right. Um, yeah. You can, can you tell I'm not really a fan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like randomly shared that. They used to have threesomes with fans on tour and stuff like when they first started out. Like it was them two and a girl. Oh. Yeah. Which wouldn't be weird to me if it wasn't the chain smokers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because like these people, like, they live together, they work together, they're like together all the time. And they're, like, friends. Having, like, a threesome with your straight friend is weird to me. Yeah. You know, because, like, obviously, you know, the guys don't really want to, like, touch each other. So what was, like, the other one doing? Well, the other one was getting down with the girl. I was don't it kind know. of like a gangbang situation? I don't know. I just didn't like that they just like kind of shared it out of the blue because I because I think that the host like asked if like they had like groupies or something and then it kind of like led into this weird like threesome conversation. I was like, like who needed to know this from the chain smokers? Who who needed to know? Yeah. That's something. <laughs> I did not need to know, but now I do. Yeah, but not, <laughs> yeah. If I had to find out, you needed to find out. 
Yeah, it's just like it it is really bizarre to me. Like two straight men having a three having like many threesomes together. Yeah. They said the logistics of it all. It's a little fruity. Yeah. So maybe they're like not straight. But like one of them was like, well, I mean, like in the early days, we'd sh- we'd share hotel rooms and like the ones in Europe, like it would be it would be like two separate beds, but they would like be pushed together. And I'm like, maybe you guys like did just like want to make out. Maybe there like was some sexual tension there between them, and they just need to like have a girl in between to like make it. Feel I mean, <laughs> if you've had like multiple threesomes together, like you did some gay stuff. Yeah, right. That could not have been completely heterosexual behavior. Like he had to kiss at least once, or like you touched each other's dicks. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But Mm. at the end of the day, nobody needed to know this. No, truly. But now we do. Yeah, but now we do. And is my life? Yikes! Is my life enriched by it? No. No, it's definitely not. Like, I <laughs> wish I didn't know, but I wish we could go back to five minutes ago. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but here we are. Um, Like I said, if I had to find out, you needed to find out. Yeah, and so I did guess. All the listeners. <laughs> uh, anyways, my toast goes to Kiki Palmer, though, for her maternity shoot that she just did. She looks stunning, beautiful, gorgeous, legend, icon. Love it. It's kind of like a like an outer spacey kind of a photo shoot and I just I love celebrity maternity shoots I think being pregnant really freaks me out but seeing pregnant celebrities just like kind of warms my heart and I love maternity shoots (laughs) I don't know what it is I just I just think that like pregnant women are just so like beautiful I like most maternity shoots I and sometimes they can look tasteful when the father is in with them. Sometimes. Yeah. But then sometimes I really hate it. Um, in this one, at least in the photo I saw, the father's like in the corner. You can like barely see him. Where he should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about her I mean, baby. He's not the one who has to carry that thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I find pregnant people just like so like mind blowing, because I'm like, whoa. You have, like, a living thing inside of you, and right. you're so, like, walking around like a normal human being, and you look stunning, and your skin is glowing, and, yeah, I don't even notice, like, the things that pregnant people have to go through, like, swollen ankles and, like, swollen hands and stuff. I'm just like, wow, you are a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a warrior. God, it's yeah. so glad I would never have to deal with that. Um, me either, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Instagram at popping off about pop culture. You can listen to us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Give us a five star rating. Leave a comment anywhere you can do that. Like, subscribe. All that jazz. And um, by the time this comes out, Miley Cyrus's new single will be out. I'm pretty excited for that. And remember that time isn't real at the end of the day. So bye. Okay. See ya.